2: Griff is with us every Tuesday right here. Mike Griff of AJC's Dog Nation. Georgia Dog with a very good opening question for you, Griff. He says Friday, meaning last Friday, felt like most of the day that Georgia was in good shape with Caleb Downs, and then it felt like suddenly he's a Buckeye. Specifically, what happened? Decided
3: to go to Ohio State.
2: I mean, you don't have to know people's business. This is
3: ridiculous. I mean, you know, I've always thought recruiting was was kind of over the top, where people, you know, hold their breath and and let their emotions be dictated uh, by the whims of a a 17-year-old and what they decide to do with their lives. But I think with social media, it's gone overboard. Um, People need to back off. It's none of their damn business. It's that family's business where they choose to go, why they chose to win, and why they chose why they chose to go there. Um, you know, unfortunately, with social media, you know what happens is enough people say something over and over and over that it, that people take it as fact. Oh, he's going to Georgia. He's going. You don't know that, but fans repeat what they hear. Um, sometimes reports get ahead on the process and the, and the urgency to try to break news and be first and and they're wrong and then what happens is people get upset and and go after the family and accuse them of things and and try to dig into their lives and and look you know college football is a business now I mean you're not out there when a when a free agent chooses a team in the NFL going after their family or their mother or their father or their daughter or their son or their wife I mean college fans really need to get a grip on this kind of stuff and and, and, look, I understand why people were interested in Caleb Downs. He's, he was the top player to go on the portal. But, you know, this is, uh, this is a case study in what's going wrong with social media and college football in America when people can launch into some of these personal attacks they make on kids for where they choose schools. And, uh, you know, it needs to stop. So I don't know. It's none of my business. It's none of his business. It's none of anybody's business. Um, you know, the kid chose to go to Ohio State. He's gone to Ohio State. Georgia never had him. You can't lose something you never had. You don't have some God-given right because he went to high school in Georgia to keep the guy in Georgia. Maybe sometimes you just want to get away. So I, I hope this is the end of all this talk on Caleb Downs. Georgia had the number one recruiting class. They had three guys make freshman All-American. They're preseason number one. Get over it.
2: Griff, there were some very reputable people saying he was going to Georgia, though. Well, they were wrong. They were wrong. I mean, I, I, they were wrong.
3: And as far as reputable people, I don't, I don't know what to say. It's the nature of the beast. It's real-time reporting. It's what people want. You know, people say, well, just tell me what's going on. You, right, right now, what do you think? Right now, what do you think? Well, this is what I think. Right? Okay, well, then when it's wrong, then those people go after the reputable people. That's the danger in real-time reporting. Things change. You know, I remember, um, you know, 2001. Maybe it was O two. 2 I talked to Dante Stallworth uh, about whether or not he's going to stay another year at Tennessee. He said, yeah, I'm I'm staying. I'm definitely staying. He said, but look, I'm not going to announce it until Thursday. Coach Fulmer wants me to wait until Thursday before I announce it. So I I wrote in the newspaper Monday for Tuesday, Dante Stallworth is going to stay another year. Thursday comes around, Dante Stallworth says he's going pro. Well, between Monday and Thursday, he had a dinner with an agent and lost his eligibility. So he changed his mind. Everybody turned to me and said, "Boy, you were wrong about that." Well, I wasn't when I reported it, but at the time, you know, that's what he thought. And then things changed. So, uh, but as far as what happens afterward, you know, once a guy makes his decision, you got to let him go. You got to let him go, man.
2: Oh, and and Griff, I mean George's secondary is in very good shape, regardless. Should be. Yeah, they got KJ Bolton. They got the five star out of Buford. That. Uh, they flipped
3: from Florida State. They got Malachi Starks coming back, a first-team All-American. They got uh, Dylan Everett, a third-year corner. Um, they got Juan El Aguero, a tremendous recruit from the Northeast. Might have been a five-star, four or five-star guy, I'll be a second-year player. I mean, that's you know, this is why I don't. This is why I've never really warmed up to covering recruiting. Like you know, I've enjoyed the parts where I've gotten to meet recruits, and you know, like Ryan Johnson. You know, I'll give you a great example. You know, to me, this is covering recruiting. There was a kid named Ryan Johnson from Nashville. Some people may know him. Real good guy. And uh, went to his home, met his parents, uh, spent an evening with them, and, and really got to know Ryan and how he was, you know, building these robot robots in sixth grade. This fascinating player. He ended up going to Tennessee. Great kid. Ended up at Georgia Tech. Transferred out. And I, you know, and it was really cool to get to know Ryan. But it wasn't like a hold your breath. Where is he going? Why is he when he transferred? It wasn't going to be just you get to know a person, like a real person. That's that's recruiting coverage, not this. What hat did he wear? What gloves was he wearing at camp? Uh, what visits has he taken? Why did he change his mind? You know, how much money does his parents want? To me, that's this is you know this is the underworld of it, and, and where people need to stay out, especially now that it's a business and all this money is is above board. And, you know, there's players that are getting paid and they're in negotiations. Another school comes in with an offer. I mean, you know, what if you were interviewing for different jobs and you, oh, man, I thought I was going to take this job, but, you know, then this firm in Boston called and, you know, offered to double my salary and, and rent me a house for a year. Well, that, the deal changed, right? But you, you don't have to explain that to everybody. And I think it's unfortunate that fans, um, some fans, not all, but that 10% that 10% crowd is getting on my nerves right that 10% that that hits the send button before they should that makes these personal anonymous attacks on families and people that's bad that's really bad for college sports
2: and your article about Ryan Johnson did you include that he played 12u baseball with one of my sons i hope that was in the I, group.
3: you know what i don't i don't know I, you know what now that you mentioned i think you mentioned <laughs> that to me one time <laughs> but but wasn't isn't that a great family and wasn't he an unbelievable yeah. representative of Nashville? He probably still is.
2: He didn't even play football then. I don't think he played until high school. But he big old kid. Yep, yep. I remember absolutely. Yeah. And his dad was the coach. By the way, I'm sure you met him. Yeah, it yeah,
3: uh, yeah. Was uh, played football. He his dad played football too. Um, right. Yeah. Awesome. Like I said, I was just you know to me you know that that was fun was you know getting to meet the families, Um, the running back. There was a running back that played at his school. I also went up to meet him. Ty Chandler, right? Another one? Yeah. Yeah, I remember Ty Chandler. Went to his home, met him. His dad played at Ole Miss. Um, Unbelievable family. The guy drove like 30 miles to school every day, you know, and just what a great running. So To me, that's recruiting coverage, meeting people and meeting families and hearing the stories of how players became tremendous, um, college athletes. As far as where they choose, that's not my business. That's that's none of my business.
2: Griff, you know probably five, six, seven years ago, and you've been going to families' houses and doing features on them recruits for a while, but you came into Nashville and you interviewed a young man, and I forget his name. Hopefully you'll remember. Linebacker from Nashville Christian who ended yeah, up going I, up to I, I was
3: thinking about him a minute ago, and I'm struggling. He played at uh, Tennessee. got injured. I'm struggling to right. remember his name right now. Went into Nashville Christian High School and met everybody there and, and you know everything they were trying to accomplish. And, man, he was a fantastic athlete. And I, and I can't slip in my mind right uh, now. Here's my point. But,
2: the top-ranked player in America, supposedly, according to the services, in the class of 26, is a quarterback at that high school. Jared Curtis, who might well be going to Georgia. Just a little. You you may be back at that high school, Griff. I don't know. I'm just warning It'd, you.
3: it'd be great. I mean, the people <laughs> there were unbelievable. Um, yep. You know, I had a great visit to Nashville Christian High School. Learned a lot about their program, and and I'm sure it's grown since then. And um, everything being on one campus kind of tucked away. I really liked what they did, and the linebacker was a fantastic story. Gosh, I don't know why it, Excuse me Somebody for tells. it's flipping my mind. A lot of linebackers and a lot of names since then, but really polite uh, team leader. Uh, went to Tennessee, had great success. Unfortunately, I think he had an injury at some point, but he was on the field early. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Nashville Christian was doing some good stuff back then. And, you know, like I said, there's a lot of good people around uh, athletics. There's a reason why, you know, so many parents want their kids to play sports and the life lessons they can learn. And there's a lot of really good mentors, and uh, certainly Nashville – of late has really come on the scene. You know, we've talked about that just in the last, you know, six to ten years, Um, you know, to see all the players, you know, coming out of that Murfreesboro area, Smyrna. Um, Man, what was it? Was it Princeton fan? Was that another one of those kids from that area that that really matured at Tennessee, did some really good things. And um, really cool to see Nashville on the map now, Nashville metropolitan area. Um, and uh, we can go back to, you know, big John Henderson. It's not like uh, they never had players before, but, but with the growth in that area, you know, you've really started to see a lot of recruiting in that area and, and players that have really stepped up. Zion Lowe, I believe, from that area, one of the, the guys on Mount the, the Georgia uh, team. So yep. uh, that that's become a hot spot, and that's good for UT. I mean, uh, you've you got to think the Vols are going to be recruiting more out of there soon.
2: Josh up in Picktown, Ohio. Ask Griff what he thinks about the portal class at Ohio State. Does he think Ohio State is above board with all that money spent?
3: I mean, it's all above board. (laughs) I mean, theoretically, so you might say, well, why did Florida State just get two years of probation and their offensive coordinator get a show cause? You're not supposed to negotiate the NIL deal uh, until after the kid um, is signed and (laughs) rolled. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but
2: look you know, it is what
3: it it is what it is. I mean, people can talk. Um I, yeah, it's all above board. I mean, you know, stop searching. You know, people are getting paid, people are being induced, there's no NCAA to stop it. Um it's a toothless agency, they've lost control, it's the Wild West. And you know what? It kinda always has been, Bill, it's just been underground. But but now it's just overt for everybody to see. If you think this is just the beginning of players getting paid. Oh. and being swayed by how much they were going to get paid from one school to another, then then you're crazy. It's just now we all know about it. And we're going, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. And so guess what? It's been going on for decades.
2: And it um, it's about to go in-house. They're going to pass legislation, Griff, where the schools actually are going to be involved. They We know they are anyways, but legally they'll be involved, and then they'll just become employees. That That's going to get done, Griff, probably in less than a year. That's what's going to happen.
0: Well,
3: you know, to me, I don't, I don't really care about players getting paid. It doesn't matter to me because, like I said, it's been happening for decades. What I care about is some semblance of organization, and, and it stresses people out. It stresses fans out when you when you when you mix passion and confusing confusion. Bad things happen. Whether we're talking about college football, uh, relationships, <laughs> life. Passion and confusion are a really dangerous mix, and that's what we have with college football in the SEC right now because of this crazy calendar and all these things overlapping and these rosters shifting. So they got to fix it one way or another, Bill.
2: See you next week, Griff. Appreciate it.
4: Good morning. A couple of cars up against the wall over here in Hermitage causing a bit of a slowdown on 40 westbound near OHB. you got all that traffic behind it coming in right now from uh, Wilson County, Mount Juliet area arriving here into Hermitage on 40 going westbound at OHB. Traffic's on the increase even more with volume on 24 westbound up through the Antioch area coming in from Rutherford County. Princess Hot Chicken is hiring at all four locations. Order online today at princesshotchicken.com I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic.
5: And now, the fine folks at The Fence Man are on the air reminding motorists to slow down on our roads, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. It can wait. This message is courtesy of The Fence Man, your local fence builder for over 35 years. Call Johnny today for all your fencing needs at 615-498-0492. 615-498-0492. The Fence Man. The professionals who care.
0: It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Let me get your initial reaction.
5: Mike Vrabel is fired as the coach of the Titans.
0: Initial
3: reaction is taking aback, uh, a little shock. What in the world was going on in that
0: building that led to this decision?
6: Amy Adams is absolutely
3: fearless as an executive.
0: The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR.
1: He gives you a wide latitude on topics because Bill King isn't afraid of your telephonic interaction. 615-844-5600.
2: Hurricane Mario says, "Bill, we're about a month away from college baseball. Get your fur coat and your daddy hat ready." Tony Vols, that was the personality of that 22 team. Last year's team didn't do that much. They did the faceplant thing anytime there was a extra base hit. But it wasn't as demonstrative as the previous team with Drew Gilbert and those kind of players. Yeah, I was looking at that. Hurricane Mario says about a month away, and I was checking on that, and I went right to Tony Vols. Yeah, I know, I know. I could have gone to Tim Corbin I could have gone to uh, the Gators. Could have gone a lot of different places, but I checked Tennessee's first game, and I don't know if their game's before that, is Friday, February 16th, meaning three weeks from this Friday. And I believe they're in Lubbock, Texas, playing. Three weeks from this Friday coming up. No fan in the eight six three, Bill. That was the best segment Griff has done by far. Maybe because I had to get out of my truck and I couldn't listen. <laughs> oh man! Everything people are saying about Day was said about Bobby until they couldn't anymore. Well, yeah, it happened on my show. People were saying before 93, where's Bobby's championships? If Florida State's so good, Bill, where's the national championship at? And then they won it in 93 and had a dominant decade, won it again in 99, and had other teams good enough to win it. Yeah, that's true. It was said about Kirby Smart. Guys, just let's, let's do the math. Pre-21, what was the knock? If anybody could find a knock on Kirby Smart and Georgia, it's, Bill, Nineteen eighties, the last national championship. Kirby Smart's done a good job, but Mark Rick did a pretty good job. Where's the national championship? Where is it, Bill? Show it to me. You had one, it looks like, in 17, and you couldn't you couldn't hang on. Where, where's the national championship? What's, what's Kirby Smart done better than Mark Rick, Bill? And uh, I think Kirby, since then, has kind of corrected the resume a little bit, right? He's kind of put some finishing touches there on this part of the resume, and it looks really good. Yeah, looks really good. I thought Noel Fan actually was complimenting Griff till I kept reading. Bill, best segment Griff has done by far. Maybe because I had to get out of my truck and I couldn't listen. <laughs> uh Yeah, Griff doesn't like uh, social media people uh, commenting on recruiting. Yeah, it's don't don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Coach C over in South Carolina, hey, Bill, why don't you ask Griff what he thinks the change of AD at Ohio State? Did that generate more money for the collectives? Well, they don't even – he's not there right now. He doesn't take over until July, right? So I don't think that Ross Bjork has anything to do with Ohio State right now and this recent run of – good fortune in the Hegong Gateway. Yeah, he doesn't check in and officially take the mantle as the AD at Ohio State until July. Gene Smith is presiding still. So I don't think – I know it. if, if you – I mean, maybe circumstantially it might appear like, okay, Ross Bjork just got the gig. They announced it, and now look, Caleb Downs all of a sudden wants to come. I don't think that had anything to do with... with I, I don't think Caleb Downs knows who Ross Bjork is. Nor does he need to know it. Nor should he care. Caleb Downs will spend... Well, I was going to say about a year and a half Yeah. His sophomore year and his junior year. Where Ross Bjork is going to be in Seabus, Ohio. Hawkeye Jason, Bill, agree with Griff. Best thing about social media is the instant news and fan interaction. Worst thing about social media is the fake news and fan interaction. Fans have always been hyperbolic over recruits. Now, not all fans, because think about it. Fan bases are made up of different levels of passion when it comes to fans. Some fans love their school, state you. They love their school, and they watch games. They may go to games, but they're not searching depth charts and checking out recruiting rankings. They know who the quarterback is. They know who the head coach is. They have fun at the games. That's that's their level. That's That's how deep they want to be. And they clearly and dearly want their team to win, but they don't obsess with the details. Again, the roster, the recruits, now the incoming players from the portal. They just don't. That's one segment. You have another segment that is all in. They love their team, too. They go to games, too. But they're on the Internet. They subscribe to the various team sites, the site that covers their team, whichever service, on three, 24-7 rivals. They read the message board. They read all the postings about the updates on the players, portal possibilities, portal players who are coming, portal players who left you, depth chart, recruiting rankings, state-by-state rankings, all of that. They're in that deep. But that passion is not new. That passion is a million years old. We do have social media where you can express that passion. And we really didn't have that until the, the the. how would I put it? the social media era is about not quite 15 years old it's 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 if you wanted to round it off it's about 10 years old but it's older than that the social media era its embryonic stages would have been the late 2000s meaning Oh, six, oh, seven, oh, eight. When I first got to Sirius and the first show was January of 04 early January 04 there was none of that matter of fact my email every day would be pages deep and and other than phone calls etc That's what I would get. Tons of emails. I could sit there and look at it as it was adding up, multiplying in front of me. Emails. I was a little slow at the time when it came to Twitter. I thought it sounded weird. I just didn't like it. And then I started looking into it and I said, you've got to go do this. So we got on Twitter probably around, does it say if you look at your somewhere around old 607 something like that might have been before then might have been 05 I, I don't know and I'm guessing that 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 completely once I did that it all went to Twitter and I get I get a few emails every day but but back then it was flooded I and mean, I couldn't get through all the unlimited number of emails and once social media took over that replaced it but so I'm saying this, this passionate social media era is maybe yeah, maybe 15 years old, but the embryonic stages would have been 0, 06, 0, 07, right in there. But the passion that fans have for recruits and let's say you don't get a guy you've been waiting on hoping you'd get and the disappointment there and some people that make it personal when this happens, that's been around forever. When I got into this business in around 87, that same passion was there. The exact same passion. The opportunity to voice your passion was very limited. Heck, talk radio wasn't even much of a thing at that moment when I got in. It wasn't at all. So that's what's changed. The ability to publicize Your passion, whether it's ill-fated or not, that's what's different. The passion part of it has existed since God created dirt. Yeah, that's, that's, that is nothing, nothing new. L-Dog down in Peachtree City. Bill, ESPN has a story. Biggest. Playoff committee games in 24. Number one game. Now, I don't know. Is this listed in order or just a list, one through ten? Maybe in order. Number one, Georgia going to Royal Memorial Stadium in the ATX, Austin, Texas. They've got that game number one. Number two, Georgia again. At Alabama. Number three, Buckeyes go to Eugene, Oregon. Number four, Texas at Michigan. We got to see what the makeup of Michigan's team is first. Number four, Texas at Michigan. Texas in the big house. Number five, Florida State at Notre Dame. Last time Florida State played there, if I recall, was during the Willie Taggart era, and it was miserable how bad Florida State was. It was just disgusting how bad they were. Number six, Buckeyes hosting Michigan. Okay, that's fair. Number seven, the Red River, and yes, we call it the shootout on the show. Oklahoma, Texas, Cotton Bowl. Number eight, Ole Miss at LSU. Number nine, Michigan at Washington, a repeat of this year's national championship game. Neither team will be nearly as good. And then number 10, Arizona at Utah. I'm not sure about that, even though Arizona's a program that came on rapidly this last year, but their coach is now the head coach at UW. Coach Witt, still many years in place in Salt Lake City for the Utes. So there's the top 10 that, uh, L-Dog produced for us there. I think that's a fair list. I hadn't really thought it out like that too much in advance, but yes. Those are all games that are going to be very much looked upon. Topwater Assassin. I remember watching the game when Musburger was commenting on the quarterback's girlfriend. Didn't seem too bad to me at the time. Did ESPN just get rid of him? Or did the Twitter mob destroy him? You're talking about Musburger? Musburger, who in his old age, was still better than 99% of all the play-by-play guys at ESPN. But I think they got him out of there just because he was old. Yeah, Musburger, Musburger comes off as arrogant and maybe condescending and maybe, you know, uppity a bit. And I don't know him at all, but I grew to appreciate him in the face of a lot of folks always bad-mouthing him. Musburger was a fantastic broadcaster. And I regret I never met him. I did not get to know him like I got to know those other ESPN folks. And um, I guess he's still in Vegas doing his gambling stuff, whatever he's doing out there. But anyways, I always appreciated him. I always thought he was a fantastic play-by-play guy. I know that's not a uh, universal opinion necessarily, but I always did. But, no, I don't think – Musburger didn't get run for some event, now, Franklin did, yeah, he's the one, he got run by uh, ESPN for saying something to the sideline reporter, something condescending and uh, male chauvinist type is what they would describe it, right, Misogynistic. Yeah, he had two events like that. The last one got him fired.
4: Good morning. It's moving better than it was earlier due to an accident on 40 westbound at OHB in the Hermitage area. It's a good thing because you got all that traffic coming in from Wilson County arriving here into Hermitage westbound on I-40. Still heavy right now on 24 west up through the Hickory Hollow area in from Sproul, Rutherford County towards Nashville as you come up through Smyrna. Traffic's on the increase also on Vietnam Vets That got a little bit crowded a few minutes ago westbound on Vietnam Vets uh, through Hendersonville headed towards Conference Drive. Hey, 24-7 reliable crane and rigging services here in Middle Tennessee. It's Tomahawk Crane and Rigging online. Tomahawkcrane.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time
6: traffic.
0: We all make resolutions this time of year, and let's face it, most of them won't stick. But here's one that's not only easy to keep, but will help you feel healthier all year long. Navage. Navage provides quick, drug-free nasal relief by washing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. This time of year, when everyone is sick, Navage helps by sucking out germs, bacteria, and viruses trapped in our noses that cause us to feel miserable. And come allergy season, it does the same with dust, pollen, and other allergens. And unlike medications that can take time to help, if they're effective at all, Navage helps treat congestion symptoms in seconds flat, without drugs. This new year's resolve resolved to use drug-free Navage to help you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier all year long. Ask for Navage at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, or find us online at navage.com. Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean Nose healthy life in a single moment everything can change when a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt it shone a spotlight on the importance of cpr readiness now with youth sports in full swing the american heart association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency to be ready learn hands-only cpr it's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org handsonlycpr and become a lifesaver today.
6: The TSU men's basketball squad came through a challenging non-conference schedule with a winning record and now turned their attention to Ohio Valley Conference play. The Tigers kicked off a run of 18 league games over a nine-week period through February, leading the OVC Championship, part 6th to the 9th at the Ford Center in Evansville. And part of that, nine league home games at the Gentry Center. Hello, this is Greg Polk inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson and me on all the games this season right here on National Sports Radio.
1: Been imitated, never duplicated. Wordsmithing like a mofo on college football. It's Bill King,
2: Pat, and the nine one two. They're in Georgia. Bill, I wonder why Carpetbagger Griff didn't just say, "I don't know," because he didn't know, like he doesn't know anything about what's happening in the Buttsmere Building. That's the. Athletic building. I've done my show out of there. The Botsmere building. Griff, and I'll explain Griff here to you. Georgia dog down on the coast. Billy, the question I asked Griff wasn't taking a shot at the kid's family or anything like that. If you cover college football, the answer should have been simple. Ohio State needed him more than Georgia and paid the price. Not some tirade on social media. Here's what Griff has learned from doing fine, bomb. Take a moment, any moment, take an innocuous question as the one that Georgia Dog put out. Totally harmless question, just a simple, what went down? What happened? And make it into a controversial tirade that you can go on. That is a fine bomb tactic that he's he's learned. And you know what? Fine. Doesn't matter to me either way. But that, that's something that is woven and comes from the world of fine bomb. That's how that works. Griff just texted me one second ago. Not two seconds ago. The player at Nashville Christian, where Jarrett Curtis is now the top-ranked player in America, was Daniel Butelli that he went to do a piece on. Yeah, let me respond to Griff here. Where are you at, Griff? Correct. Yeah, I couldn't think of that name either. But, yeah, Griff, that's the one thing he does is when the players are signing everything in the spring, he'll go and visit families and do a piece on him. Remember, he tells the story. He's going down from Knoxville to Tampa to do a long-form story on Michael Pennock's Tennessee quarterback commitment. And when he lands in Tampa... He finds out, literally, as he's about to get into transit in the city to the house of the Pennix family, that Tennessee has dropped Michael Penix, And he continues to go there and he does a story on it, but the story's changed because right now he's up in the air about where he's going to go. Ended up at IU. Oh, I don't know if we've talked about that. I'm glad that came up. I saw a Jeremy Pruitt comment on rejecting Michael Penix. Because the story goes, Butch Jones committed Penix. Butch gets fired. Penix is still committed. Jeremy Pruitt's group comes in, Jeremy, and they drop Penix. Pruitt I saw quoted about this about two weeks ago. He said, I see a lot of people criticizing us for this. And here's was his explanation, whether you buy it or not. He said, Michael Penix was I think only 17. And he was about 170 pounds and six foot or something. Maybe six one. He said, now he's six two, six three, two ten. He's matured physically. He's a totally different player than he was when we scouted him personally, and that's how we made our evaluation. Now, in retrospect, that was a mistake. (laughs) But nonetheless, that was his, whether you buy it or not, I have seen, and I hadn't ever seen him comment on this until about a week or two ago, two weeks ago maybe. And that was his explanation for it. Yeah, that was his comeback as to why the heck would you not want Penix. No Fan in the 863 said, Bill, it says you joined in 2010, Twitter. Okay. So it had to be somewhere then. Maybe, maybe, you know what I said? I was late. Maybe that proves the point. I thought it was before then, but no, no, no. It it does say when you joined. So oh, yeah, it was it was uh, after that. Yeah, I, I was a lot of people had already been on Twitter by the time I got there. Topwater Assassin Bill guy was complaining about fake news in recruiting. I guess he's talking about Griff. I've seen hundreds of millions of money of people that were using leverage in crypto get wiped out twice in the last few months due to fake news. Never leverage. Or use leverage in crypto. Yeah, the when it was getting up in the high 40,000s, I think it got around 44, 45. Did it go past it? And there were a lot of people posting about just loading up. Because when they get that ETF approved and everything else, this thing is going to go nuclear. Probably get to 100,000 and then beyond. And so far, it has not done anything like that. He's right. Yeah, he's right. Six one four, Rob. Bill. Let's face it. Social media gives every clown an opportunity to show the world their ignorance. That is also factual. No buck today. We'll try and reschedule it. He had a flight, and then Gator Dave couldn't go either. He had a, an appointment that he couldn't skip. We'll try and reschedule him. J-Book hopefully on Thursday. Jonah Booker from Bug Nuts. Omni Nashville Hotel.
4: Good morning. Still pretty heavy out here. Trying to get up through Williamson County right now on 65 going northbound. Coming up through Franklin into Brentwood. I still see a lot of traffic volume on 65 south through Millersville through that section of Sumner County. It's still extremely heavy, uh, but it's moving right now. Let's keep it that way on Vietnam Vets westbound as you come through uh, Hendersonville up to Conference Drive. Hey, Prince's Hot Chicken is hiring at all four locations. You can order online anytime today at Prince'sHotChicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic take
5: And now, Musgrove Metal Fabrication & Roofing is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. This message is brought to you by Musgrove Metal Fabrication & Roofing, backed by 45 years of experience. For all your residential or commercial metal and shingle roofing needs, give the pros a call today at 615-414-8466, 615-414-8466. That's Musgrove Metal Fabrication & Roofing, going the extra mile for safety. They're professionals who care. Attention business owners. WNSR has some exciting opportunities for your business to thrive in the dynamic world of sports radio advertising. As the proud home of some of your favorite sports teams like the Atlanta Braves, Memphis Grizzlies and more, we understand the power of sports in bringing people together and creating a passionate community. We believe that your business can become an integral part of this experience, reaching a diverse and engaged audience. Contact the WNSR sales team for an opportunity to discuss how Nashville's sports Sports Radio can elevate your brand to new heights. Whether you're interested in a specific sponsorship package or would like a customized solution, we are here to meet your advertising needs. Call 615-844-1039. 615-844-1039. Or email saleswnsr at gmail.com. That's
1: saleswnsr at gmail.com. Get into the Bill King show. Um, shit, man, I just lost my train of thought. All right, dude, here's a couple of phones in three, two. Call 615 844 5600.
2: About Musburger earlier. And Brent had a very fiery temper. A legendary temper. And there's one incident back in the 70s, the NFL CBS show, where he and Jimmy the Greek are at a bar having a couple of beers, and Musburger punched him. I don't know what they got in the argument about, but it was over something, punched him right there at the bar. Jackaroot tells the story. Urban Meyer's last game, I believe he coached that game, was the Utah meaning, well, last game at Utah. Let me let me give you more details than last game. Last game at Utah before he jettisoned to Hogtown, was the Utah Pit game. And that game went long, the broadcast, which cut into the next game that Musburger was the play-by-play man in. He was so mad about it, and Jack Aroot was the sideline reporter, reporter that when they finally... Made it on air. Musburger basically sat there like a child and didn't want to participate. This is national network TV, and I don't remember. I don't remember that moment. I don't. But but Jack tells the story. And it would. It took a while to get him going. He, he, he spoke, he did play by play, but he did it half-heartedly and he did not do it as he typically would do it. Because he was so butthurt over the delay in his broadcast that he just couldn't handle it. Now, again, I'm not saying this because of mantime Musburger at all. I, in general, think he's a very very good, or was a very good play-by-play guy. Most of these guys aren't very good that are out there. Musburger is better than, as an old, old man, would be better than 99.9% of the guys that you hear do it now. No Kev up in Chicago, hey, Bill. If the Buckeyes were looking for a new head coach and Harbaugh was available, would they want him? Would the Buckeye fans want him? No. Buckeye fans would rather not win. Then do that. No, 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 no. That's that's a line. And, and frankly, Harbaugh wouldn't want that either. Now, I will say this about Harbaugh, though. Harbaugh can... Can change some, too. And here's what I mean. Before Harbaugh took the Michigan job, when he was at Stanford, I believe, and then, of course, he was with the, what, 49ers. But he took some shots at Michigan when I believe he was at Stanford, and it was something about Michigan's academics or something. He took some shots. I remember thinking, "That's man, that's your place. What are you doing? So Harbaugh can can surprise you from time to time. No. Buckeye fans would never accept Harbaugh as good a job as he would do if he had that job. That would never be acceptable. No, 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 no. Yeah, that would that would not fly. And again, no way that would ever happen. Charlie in America's Georgia about Griff. Bill, dude comes on the show, and he always has a chip on his shoulders. Assumes everybody is kind of crazy, like a crazy AZZ fan. Majority of the listeners of the show are mature adults. And it's a talk show, Bill. Nothing wrong with talking about college athletes, especially since they are well-paid now. It's all news, and it's public, Bill. Bill. Oh, I agree, but again, Griff does that for effect. Griff because he's a regular with fine bomb. And again, I say that not necessarily at all as a uh, deterrent or a critique, but that's a fine bomb tactic. You take something that seemed innocuous as was Georgia Dog's question? Hey, what happened? And make it into something that you can rail on. That's just a tactic. It's not that. That's that's Griff playing showbiz, and that's what that's what he's gonna do. I like Griff because he's different. Doesn't mean I agree with much that he says. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. So be it. But I don't want some bland guy who just throws facts at you all the time. There's room for that. But I like the craziness and the variety. And the you're not sure what's going to happen next with Griff. I like that. I know, it irritates people. No, 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 no. I I hear about it every week. It does irritate people. Hour three coming up. We'll be back to guesting uh, tomorrow. Blake Graffino will be with us and also Brent Siancia. That's what we have on the list, on the agenda so far for tomorrow. Hour three coming up on the other side Omni Nashville Hotel.